Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Tin Cans. Christmas break is right around the corner, so we're out here busting these out, nice. busting out some more episodes for you viewers at home. All right. So today's topic, right before Christmas pops around, it's it's about the topic of uh, surrounding Hong Kong and China, mainly the the protests and the byproducts and the causes of these protests. So today we will be discussing. First, we will summarize it to give an overview for today's. Schedule will summarize the, will summarize what the Hong Kong protests, the causes, and then we'll go into deeper details of these product, the uh, protests. Uh, and with that said, roll the intro music, guys. Ten tens, three high school kids. We don't know what we're doing, but we do it anyways. Ten cans, ten cans, ten cans. Ten cans. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to uh, another episode of Tin Cans. Uh, another today, fun like, episode. Like Alex said, we are doing um, the episode on Hong Kong and the protests. We're first going to be giving a little bit of background to those of you who are uh, a little bit uh, unaware or less knowledgeable on these topics, um, like myself. Um, I'm going to be letting Nathan and Alex take over this episode as they have very deep connections with like this topic. So it's going to be really interesting seeing the type of thoughts they bring up. Um, first we're, we're, so we're going to leave the personal experiences a little bit to the end so we can give a little bit more context, um, in the beginning. So, uh, without further ado, Alex, you want to take it away with the background? Okay. So basically over the period of many years, not just, uh, the past two, one for two, two years in general, the protests have been going on for a long time, but, uh, with so there was a bill passed by mainland China, and then it was called the extradition bill. And then that triggered the first really big protest that got around on CNN, Fox News, everywhere around the globe. So basically, uh, mainland China and Hong Kong, yes, they're both, uh, both residents are ethnic Chinese, but politically, they're two different parties, sort of. So mainland Chinese, as everyone, know it, as everyone knows it, is a communist party, uh, a lot of us, uh, a lot of our listeners and our guests and including the hosts are from mainland China. Uh, but Hong Kong, however, though it's, uh, it's, it's uh, basically jutting out from the bottom of China. It's not, a, it's not really part of China. They speak a different language. Uh, I think they use a different currency and obviously the freedoms and the entire government is different from mainland China between Hong Kong. So what these protests are about is specifically, it's the people of Hong Kong protesting about China gaining more and more influence and control over Hong Kong. So with this, this, this trigger or this catalyst called the extradition bill uh, was, uh, was passed in April and basically Hong Kong people did not like it. So obviously as uh, peaceful as they peaceful as they are, like democratic, we all have the right to protest and give our voice. So that is what they did. But we're not talking about uh, America or Canada's teacher striking. We're talking about striking against a communist government, which is China. So in this in in these protests, there's so many of these protests. The you can see flames, uh, shields of umbrellas, people crying from tear gas. It's really horrible. Um, but Hong Kong, uh, the, these protests in Hong Kong, uh, I feel like they're caused 
they weren't caused, but like the 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 media put them in a light, which seemed like these protests only began recently. But it oh, was yeah. not only because of this bill that was passed, people began to protest. There were protests prior to this for many years, yet the media only just started to record them and publish them. So uh, Nathan, I I know well, you're from you East. Pardon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. No, I was gonna say. Um... Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's fine. Okay, I was I was gonna say because uh, your family originally is from Hong Kong, you must have heard something over this, whether passed over the dinner table or just a light chat in the car. Uh, just let's give the audience some background background uh, knowledge. Okay. Okay. So. So, like, talk a little bit about okay. what it's like to talk about this topic in your family, because. Because you're like, yeah, yeah. personally, I have no connections to Hong Kong, like in my immediate family. So, so you, you'll definitely like. What is it like talking to your parents about this? Is it like easy to bring up? Is it like a touchy subject? Oh no, no. this this topic is like it's like a twenty four seven topic, right? In uh, fact, they're probably talking about it or listening to something about it downstairs right now. <laughs> Yo, honestly, right? I can it's, definitely relate to that. You know, you know, um, my dad is always listening to like people screaming in Taiwanese or screaming in like Fujianese about whether Taiwan is a part of China or not. Like, yeah, they fall asleep to propaganda. Like, like I don't yeah. know which country it's in favor of, but it's screaming. So like, yeah, like whenever I bring it up. Every everything they just drop everything and everything just get they just drop everything and it gets everything serious. just gets serious you know they they start to like educate me and like all those type of stuff but to my understanding and what what my parents have told me is the bill uh, Alex correct me if I'm wrong but this sort of how do I say it it restricts their freedom, right? So, for example, if you were to get arrested in Hong Kong, you would the Chinese government would have the right to bring you. Oh no, no, no sorry. If you were to get arrested in China, they would have the right to make, uh, detain you, even though you're a Hong Kong citizen. So you wouldn't be able to go back. And Hong Kong people, based on their knowledge of Chinese government and how they treat their people, right? they are treating their prisoners poorly based on the Hong Kong perspective. So they think that this is very unfair for them and that's just stripping away their free freedom. And, you know, yeah. And so to them, it doesn't make sense because they're an independent uh, country. Like, like yeah. as well as, um, yeah, because China promised Hong Kong, it would be two separate countries, right? So yeah. they're sort of breaking that promise right now. They're, uniting back to one instead of two separate countries and places yeah yeah so do so for both of you do you think that this this is sort of like a so from the hong kong perspective it's sort of like a threat to like their um i guess power at the end of the day and then from the chinese perspective this is like well well obviously like china's uh china's like economics are and their like industries are definitely on the rise and I feel like a lot of people hate to admit that. So do you think on China's side, it's like a, it's like a power hungry move. And then on the Hong Kong side, it's like they're trying to preserve like their independence. 
Is that, is that okay. That? Uh, so so both Hong Kong and China, they're both like opposites on the spectrum. Uh-huh. Like their their economy and their governments, they're like entirely different. Like China is communist and uh, uh, shops are controlled by the government, whereas uh, Hong Kong is more capitalistic and shops are private owned. Like if you were to switch over, if either side were to switch over, it would be entirely perverse to the other side side's way. Mm-hmm. But the matter, okay, the matter is. Though, though, we have to look at it from different perspectives because uh, if you look at the perspective of a Hong Kong person, the Hong Kong itself as a colony, as a British colony, were separated a long time ago. Like several whole generations have gone through without Chinese influence. Mm-hmm. So for China to come in and then all these past generations, not just one, not just two, multiple generations of people who lived in free Hong Kong, all of a sudden this China... Mm-hmm. which have which left them unbothered and and they believe that they have their own freedoms all of a sudden they're coming in and they're passing these bills well what can they do to stop it right so they just yeah. begin protesting they're, they're letting the world know their anguish and their discomfort with china's role in their and taking back power and having just just having power over the hong kong but the hong kong people but to look at it because china passed that bill it's not it's not because china is trying to I don't feel like China's just trying to like take Hong Kong back with force. Well, that sentence did not make sense, but I feel like, okay, let me, let me just reword that. So China wants Hong Kong back and Hong Kong people, the people of Hong Kong do not wish for that to be so, but like we have to look in the past because Hong Kong on itself, on itself is, it used to belong to the British, right? So the, so back in history, I don't remember the exact date, so the British were st- was still an empire. Like they were around in their wooden boats, capturing colonies, enslaving its people, making lots of money, right? So obviously, one of, one, one of these such colony colonies are uh, Hong Kong. So what they did back then, China was just very rural, not unified as it is, as it is today at all. So they easily, took, they easily took the port of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So, so uh decades go by and then eventually china becomes its own country and they and they go over to british and britain and they say yo can we have a territory back and britain says yes and they signed a treaty and then i'm not sure was if it was 150 years or 99 years but then by that due date hong kong would be fully belong to china but in that meantime in that meantime hong kong would be independent to make its own laws independent to have its own economy independent to be free freedom right oh. but now as those 99 years are coming to an end uh china for some reason is passing laws already and then i feel like the hong kong people uh they from their perspective think about it like their whole generations before them and their own very own generation have gone uh unscathed or untouched by the chinese government and they have protested before against the chinese government but this this bill, I feel like it was like one of these breaking points because it literally, it literally violated their law. Like a Hong Kong person gets arrested, they should be tried in Hong Kong. But however, the Chinese government has power. Why? Because of this bill. You know, I didn't even know that the this treaty had like a expiry date, quote unquote expiry date. So yeah, it, it, so is uh, the bill is like you're trying to say like, are you saying that? Just to clarify, are you saying that? Uh, China is like preemptively even before the expiry date like like starting to put impose bills 
that are that that would that would happen as if the expiry date like is nearing us like well actually is it 99 or 150 do you know i think there might have been two treaties uh but i'm fairly sure my because my very very mainland china father told me it's 99 years yeah okay so we'll just take 99 i just know this i just know it's a treaty but like so is, the it, treaties, is it soon is it soon i'm not sure it's just it's in the before 2100 <laughs> that's oh, all okay. i know <laughs> so before we uh, actually it's, it's it's not anytime soon i think but china is still imposing these bills okay so it's like they're so the hong kong people are mad because china is like preemptively doing these bills yeah they're basically saying this is us and this is you we are bigger than you therefore you listen to us you belong to us you listen to us we can do whatever you want but uh if you look in these hong kong protests like all these news we've heard about this used to blow up so much all these fires the police the tear gas and the umbrellas but every almost everyone you notice in the photos protesting they're young people they're 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 like teens like us yeah. young adults they're protesting and it's really disheartening to see such young people to protest and such quantity amount of them because like these people they uh unlike some protests here in uh, to the south of us in america where it's all unorganized people shouting the people in hong kong know how to protest and i feel like that's a sad reality if you if yeah, you guys know if you have to yeah. equip yourself with the skills to protest yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're good at it. Like they have like shooter walls with with umbrellas <laughs> to repel tear gas. Yeah. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. know the fine details, but they're smart, right? But like it's also sad because they've had protests over and over again because China again has been over and over imposing themselves like hey, hey, we're yeah, like, just to, right to the north. To say Your the time least time is running out. The list is like it's not their first rodeo. Yeah. So like China China it's just it's pretty unfortunate, but it's all it's honestly, it's all out of their power because this is a deal between Britain and China. It's just yeah, it's tossed so, around like a toy in a playground. Exactly. Okay. They're they're all uniting in a community together. Yeah. And like set, setting aside their differences, and that really, really, you know, yeah. touches my heart. Yeah. And you know, these that... these teens. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Continue. Continue. Oh, these teens, right? Our age, they are willing to lay down their future, right? Mm-hmm. So these teens are going to prison for 10 to 15 years. And even after going to prison, they say, I'm going to come back out. I'm going to fight for my country. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight for Hong Kong, fight for my people, fight for my place. And really restore the the freedom and the sort of uh, old Hong Kong law we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can go now. And then, that's, that's pretty uh... special. Like, yeah, it's like uh, it kind of reminds me of you know the American Revolution. British technically owned them, and they said, "Nah, we ain't dealing with this," and they just became their own. So for Hong Kong, but like this is between two powers rather than one. It's just Britain took Hong Kong from China so many years ago, and now they're giving it back. What can Hong Kong really do? So uh, they protest, right? And then there's another key country in this play. The U.S. of A. So <laughs> we've seen this blow up on all of our media, right? All of our TV shows, yeah. right? And then why Why now? Why just now? Is it just because of that particular bill? Is it because of uh, the protests just started? No, there's been protests prior to that. Like, they know how to protest. So why is the USA just uh, 
just stepping in making now. them yeah they're just making the media portray and then and then uh all the usa as we know with china currently they're not best buds i don't think they're best buds <laughs> trade war they don't like each other right so, so this is the perfect opportunity for them to come in and start um yeah just shutting around yeah but like are they actually helping hong kong in any way yes they're raising awareness for the atrocities of hong kong on all these protests and all these tear gas and and uh injured and dead and arrested in a, in the hong kong protest but why now yeah, no, it's only the, because they only choose to do so when it benefits them as exactly. themselves their true intentions are for the relationship for the relationship between them and china not for the sake of hong kong like they just want to score some points against china and china i'm not saying china is justified in any way but like it's just it's just it's just like a guy on the side of a school fight recording and he can't even record well you know what i'm saying like that's the that's the media that's the media that's getting to us like everything is so like accentuated in the wrong places and some details are just left out it's just uh the usa just uses its media because right now if even if they went to war with china any war now would have ended the end the world right we agreed on a, on a past podcast you guys should check that out <laughs> if, it was the, if it was the end of the world, I love you guys. It's GG. <laughs> Yo, we just look up at this guy. It says game over. Simulation finished. Round two. <laughs> oh, no. So, so we, we see another. Uh, I'm, so we see another example of this media intrusion is the concentration camps, which contain the Uyghurs. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the, that the right. Uyghurs, the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs. The Uyghurs, yeah. right? What is that? Uyghur Muslims in yeah. China. Oh. These concentration camps, I don't know if they're real or not, but if they were real, they've been up for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And why not? Why just now? And yeah, they, we know they've the, been building them. And, and the U.S. has yeah. known that because they have satellites. And yeah. they've given satellite pictures of it. And then I was like, if you know, if you already show them being completed and people already cycling in it, pardon, in and out, why just now? Why just... Uh, right next to the Hong Kong protests because, yeah, and obviously that's a rhetorical question. Yeah, the answer is and then because USA just wants to benefit itself, but why? But going back to Hong Kong, why? Uh, why? Why is the media so like uh, enveloped in this? It's because it's a perfect example to show that China is the bad guy here, like the really bad guy, like Daniel's bad guy. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. uh. Is China also in the wrong for this? Maybe I'd say China is also in the wrong because they're passing bills before the date is due. Yeah, for sure. But it in the end, I feel like this is my own personal opinion. I've, I, I, I try to empathize with the Hong Kongs, but in the end, it does belong to China because that is British Britain's decision in the end, right? And they chose to give that treaty of like 99 years. But Did Hong Kong China's, have a say when they were signing that treaty? I don't know. No, because the territory still technically belonged to Britain. Because when they came there, when it was still a colony and colonized it, it was Britain's. Who who could deny that? But now, China asked for it back, and British Britain complied. Yeah. yeah. So Nathan, Nathan, do you have any thoughts on more thoughts about the Hong Kong, like the protest? Uh, I, I do, but I'll, I'll save it for later when we uh, go into our personal opinion. And all right, all right. perspective wise you know from a i'm gonna give my perspective from a person that is pretty unaware of these protests 
it can seem very how do i phrase this um especially in a time when everything is like the world is flipped upside down it's pretty intimidating to to educate yourself on a topic that seems like very complex and extremely uh complicated and very like two-sided like it's, it's pretty black and white i feel like you're either siding with um communist china or you're siding with like uh hong kong like a more democratic a much uh, like more like young people driven i mean like from my perspective it's very easy to to side with the um to side with the thoughts that we were brought up with so i even though i was born in china i wasn't raised there you know what i mean so when i came here it was all like um like freedom democracy um freedom of speech freedom of thought so it's 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 pretty easy to side with the side that you were brought up with um no, like regardless of where you were born so i feel like it's pretty important for before people start to side with like who who they whoever they choose to do so with um that it's pretty important to like educate themselves with like i mean with i was gonna say educate with themselves with facts right but it's really it's really difficult because now everything is like everything is so black and white like there's there's different like there's that there's quote-unquote fake media and then there's like um the media that uh that is like how do I say this? Uh, it's like broadcasted everywhere. So the media that like gets a lot of exposure is usually the type you'll see often. So the stuff you'll see on social media. So it's pretty easy to get brainwashed into something without having the facts. So from my perspective, the only thing I have to say is I need to personally educate myself more. And I think it's really important for other people to educate themselves before they side with something as well. Um, because it's really easy to just do so just based on like irrational emotions or whatever your friends side with. Yeah. Um, so my personal opinion for Hong Kong protests, I feel like there's no right side and there's no wrong side. Like it can't be that big of a difference between them two. Obviously, both have their rights, right? Because China, the 99 years treaty from Britain's coming to an end, they should maybe uh, get some bills in, start like slowly transitioning Hong Kong over to their side. But then, however, on the Hong Kong side, like their entire generations are being like uh, violated through Chinese, chi the Chinese, uh, the Chinese government's uh, stain on them as it's growing larger and larger. And the only thing they could do is protest because who wants to go out without a fight? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But uh, I feel like I'm from mainland China, right? That doesn't mean automatically, oh, I believe China, number one. Very great. Yeah? Great. But, <laughs> but uh, I can't see what's wrong with uh, Hong Kong slowly going to China over 99 years. I do see rounds in how China is like, if they're imprisoning you, uh, Uyghurs, Uyghurs out of... Uyghurs, Uyghurs, Uyghurs. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that's just messed up. That's that's a whole violation of human rights, right? Yeah, because that's basically but, Holocaust part two. Yeah, but for Hong Kong, they're uh, for pro while they're protesting, they're secretly going behind uh, kidnapping media media producers from Hong Kong and like arresting on mass, which is like they're arresting so many people at one time. 
Mm-hmm. And these protests keep on going on and on. It's a clash between both sides. But I, in the end, I think China has the right here because originally that land did belong to them. But I feel like the people do not belong to them. Like they can't violate yeah. the people. You know what I'm saying? And also like the culture, the heritage, all the history. Yeah. Language. It's, that's, that's like a part of their identity. And like people yeah. love to say, like you can't take, for example, like I think I've heard this one a lot. It's like you can take a girl out of Mexico, but you can't take the Mexico out of the girl. You know what I mean? Like the identity stays with them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard that from like a game. Yeah. What about you, Nathan? Yes. So like you said, the identity, right? So let me start off with, so Chinese people, right? Obviously communism. So people raised in China and that live in China, they're sort of brought up and I don't want to say brainstorm, but they kind of are brainstormed with this ideology of, oh, sorry, not ideology, this idea of communism. Yeah. By this idea of communism, right? Yeah. So they're brought up in a different way than say us in a democratic uh, society. Yeah. So what I'm trying to get here is, so at the beginning of the protests, when it all started, uh, things were getting violent, a little bit violent, but it was mostly controlled by the Hong Kong police, right? And it's their people. But then later on, when China started to gain a little bit more control, they started sending in their own troops and Chinese police. So, like, again, with the mindset, it's different. So the Hong Kong police and the Chinese police, you could tell the difference between their uniforms. The Hong Kong police, their idea is that it's their people, right? At the end of the day, you go home, you sit down with your family and your friends, your relatives. All those people are there. They're all part of your community, all of part of Hong Kong. So when that Hong Kong police, they should have, they, they usually have more mercy towards the protesters because you never know the person that, so say I was a police, Hong Kong police, and then I was um, controlling the protests, right? Mm-hmm. If I hurt someone, what if that was my friend? What if that that was my cousin, yeah. my my niece, or that, that type of stuff, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, Chinese police, you see that they're they're targeting <laughs> more Hong Kong people and they're getting a lot more violent with them, especially with teens. When they see teens in the um, on the street, you see many stories in Hong Kong that no reason. They maybe they say say something that's a little bit like on the offensive side, but it's it's not offensive so they attack him and they really hurt that person mm-hmm. uh another thing is i don't know if you guys heard about this i forgot the date but it was uh in the summer last year the gang members 2019 the government the hong kong government hired the gang members to attack those protesters in the train, right? Or in the subway. That that really angered me because there's women, teens, men, everyone. Everyone is on the train and in the subway. They're just protesting peacefully, right? All of a sudden, these gang members from Hong Kong, all dressed in white, they come in with, I don't know, different sorts of different weapons, all sorts, and they start attacking these Hong Kong protesters. They, they corner them. They trap them onto the subway and give them give them no f- passage to get out. They have no mercy. They're just hitting them, hitting them, and then 
aftermath, you see everyone, these teens, these men, women, their heads cracked open, lying on the floor. Nobody's caring for them. And meanwhile, the police is outside, standing outside of the subway right there. They could have stopped this, which is, and then they, they didn't because we know that gang members had a connection with the Chinese government, so they didn't send the police in. They were just standing there and they were like, oh, I didn't see, I didn't know. It was too dangerous to go in. Mm-hmm. So I really, really built up the tension. And look, I'll provide an example because uh, summer of grade 10, what was it? 2019, I think. When I went back to Hong Kong, that was the last time since I went back to Hong Kong, tensions were high back then. You know, there were protests going on. I couldn't go to certain places because I... You know, I didn't want to get involved in that and I didn't want to get hurt. So there was a lot of tension, especially while this one event, I was on the bus going, going back to my hotel. And then there was a bus driver, uh, off-duty bus driver sitting at the end of the bus. And then these two uh, construction workers get off of uh, work. They're a little bit drunk because, you know, they're drinking beer, trying trying to cool down from a day of work. And all of a sudden they're, they're, they're a little noisy. They're playing music, they're shouting. And then this bus driver, he had enough. He starts yelling at them. And you know, tensions are just very high in Hong Kong right now. I think that with all this stuff going on. So yeah. Would you still consider yourself a Hong Kong niece if you a Hong Konger if you like like this is just from like a very, very uh like obviously it may be because of circumstance. But this is just like a general question. Would you still consider yourself a Hong Konger mm-hmm. if you went to Hong Kong and you stayed at a hotel instead of staying at like a relative's house? Because like oh wait no no I didn't mean to stay I stayed at my grandma's house. Oh okay okay. So I didn't mean to hotel. Yeah, yeah I, because, I never stayed at a hotel before. Yeah because I feel like when you go back to your homeland, part of the experience is to like relive like your roots, right? And like to identify to truly identify yeah. with so, yeah, like I, in my grandma's home. Yeah, so like to truly identify with like your Hong Kong identity, then it's like trying to get like the most out of the experience and like connect with your people. And like, and you touched upon, you said uh, you didn't want to get involved. So then would you think that that kind of discredits you as a Hong Kong person? Or was that purely based on like your judgment for like uh, your safety? Uh, it's, It's mostly my safety as well as me being temporarily there right yeah if i would get arrested or get hurt i would be stationed there and wouldn't be able to come back mm-hmm. that, that's mainly the reason but yeah. if i was there i strongly believe i would be a part of those protests mm-hmm. yeah all right cool alex wait uh, yes. did alex already go yeah he did it's bad sorry uh i can't really give an opinion because like I can't really side with anybody, but I, I'm not. I can't really justify any any uh, side's actions either. Um, I think that what's going on with like the media is pretty messed up, and how like they're kind of using this as a ex- opportunity to ex- exploit for like clicks, money, views, exposure. Um, I also think it's like really sad that these, like I think both of you already said this that they have to like. They have to be good at protesting and this is something this is like a skill that's second nature to them like when you're at a point where that's like it's become like a skill and 
when people ask you what you're good at and you tell them I'm good at protesting, it's pretty sad. Um, I feel like we're, we're really lucky that we don't have to equip ourselves with like batons or whatever and pepper spray to protect ourselves from the police or something and then go outside in the street. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I fully agree with like uh, being proud of your country. So like regardless of if, so I'm from mainland China, but regardless of where I was from, I would definitely support <clears throat> uh, like the, the identity and the cause. But at the end of the day, I kind of agree with Alex, not because I'm from mainland China, but when we're talking about the technicalities of it, when it comes down to the land and we're not talking about the people, well, obviously, when, well, obviously the protests are definitely not just for the land, but like the heritage and the identity and the culture, the language, the food of these people. But if we're coming down to just the land, then, then it, it does belong. It's a, it's a matter of a conversation between these two countries. And because it's a matter between Britain and uh, communist China, Communist China is not going to consider Hong Kong in the conversation because simply based on like their their government system and their their values and what what they see as the right way to deal with government matter, uh, sorry, political matter and, and uh, world relations. So they're not going to, hey, uh, Hong Kong, what do you think about this? You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of out of the picture, but the protests are definitely having some sort of impact. Um, and I, I hope they are. <clears throat> um, I, and it was actually really enlightening because I, I didn't know that these protests were even going on before uh, simply because I get most of my news from the media, which we are exposed to daily. So the only time I ever see big events are when people post, here's what's going on. Here's what you should know about it. Stuff like that. But yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, you guys have any uh, conclusions? Like what, oh, yeah, what yeah. I think is, why, why, does, why would China want Hong Kong though? This small island in the middle of nowhere. It's literally so small. Because it's, it's a, a tiny because island. Because it's a why matter would, of power, though. Ch China's a power hungry country. All, all countries are power hungry. Yeah. That's, that's true. Uh, like, I, I, see, I see from your point of view, like, why would they want this? Why would they want this little country that, like, that I don't want to say has no impact to them? Definitely has a lot of impact. Um, Hong Kong takes a lot of influence from different places in the world. Like, Hong Kong takes influence from Japan, right? Do they? Or is that Taiwan? Uh, I am, I'm not too sure about that. Okay, but I feel like Hong Kong takes a lot of influence from the countries that surround it, right? Because they're all about like progression, moving forward, yeah. modernization, the young people are the driving force. So you wouldn't only be taking away Hong Kong, but you would be taking away the, the influence of a lot of other countries. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's, yeah. if we're coming down to like, world relations it's really the tensions are really high right now because of all the i feel like it's just like an accumulation of stress you know it's like a tightrope a bunch of boxes are being compiled onto it and we're pretty much at the brink i feel like we have have we have we broken that rope already or are we at the brink of it what do you think uh what do you mean this, i feel like we just crashed the surface it's gonna be much worse with the chinese government yeah so nathan what i mean is like it's like a tightrope between two buildings and 2020 has been piling and accumulating a bunch of these events onto balancing this tightrope and the rope is becoming more tense and it's oh. flat. It's becoming like it's sinking down. Right. So what I'm saying is like, do you think that based on December, the time of this recording, December 11th, has that rope like 
snapped or is it still intact and it's on the brink of it? What do you think? Or like Alex? I'm a strong believer. I'm a strong believer of hope, you know? I still believe that Hong Kong is, you know, we still have, have potential and the ability to take back our country. But I think that the rope, it's very, it's on the brink of snapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I agree with a lot of what both of you said. Um, the the fact that, mm, you know, I really want to bring in somebody that isn't of a, of a Chinese or Hong Kong descent. Yeah, that's true. I, I want to see what... Get a little outside opinion. Because I... Well, okay. Well, obviously, I feel like um, what I would expect is they would side with Hong Kong because of the democratic system and the, the way they're raised. But if I were to... I feel like it would be really interesting to get somebody that is from a completely different place. Like, what if we talk to somebody from, like, Australia? Yeah. That would be pretty interesting. Do you think that they even they have to be aware of what's going on, right? Like these these protests shut airports down and canceled flights. Yeah. I remember I was I was uh, going from Hong Kong to Japan and my flight got canceled because they were on strike. Yeah, wait, yeah. were you at the airport seeing the people protest? No, no. no. Uh, at that specific time in the day there was no protest going on, but uh, that day all the everyone in the country all the staff and the employees were taking a strike mm-hmm. uh, for the protests. So there were no planes or little planes flying out. Okay, okay. I see. That's, that's a pretty interesting story, though. Like, you went at a time when it was, like, just starting to get exposure to the outside media. Overseas. Yeah, we had, to, we had to, like, specifically plan what time we get to the airport so that we don't collide with these protesters. Uh-huh. Would your parents support you if you were to go to these protests? That's the thing, right? I could go on a whole nother tangent about this, but just to put it short, a lot of protesters and teens, they're being abandoned by their family because of this protest, right? They believe that they want to fight for their country, but then their parents, they just don't have the same beliefs or that they're just worried about them, you know? So a lot of them are just being. Yeah. Are your parents in the same the same like passion for your country? Like yeah. the same driving they're, force and they want it they they are as passionate very, as you are? I think they're more passionate. They have a they have a bigger drive towards this. So issue. then would you say would you say that they would be participating in the protest if they could? Yeah, not in the front lines though. And why would you say that? The front lines is like all the teens and like all the tear gas. Uh, pepper spray all that type of violence but I personally I wouldn't want them to go but I I strongly believe that they there's like a group of Hong Kong parents supporting in the back Mm -hmm. you know yeah like elder I think it's pretty special to see young people especially now um it's like I think it's become pretty pretty normal but it's pretty normal for like young people to say what they feel right but i feel like we're getting held back by a lot of uh, rules and restrictions like protest aside government system aside just in general um, a lot of uh, the of the older generations i feel like they have trouble coming to coming to sense with like 
we have a voice and we're going to use it. Like, we don't care. Like, what are we doing right now? We're on a podcast. We're giving our opinions and our views. And there's no one to hold us back, but there is the rules of cast, right? And I'm going to say this, even though it's for cast. Like, if the cast advisor listens to this, this is a restrict. Like, we're, we have to talk about the challenges faced. And this is a challenge. Like, it's a limitation and a restriction. So, although they tell us that we're like able to, this is in my opinion, although they tell us that we're able to express our opinions to like whatever. I feel like we're restricted to some degree. Like there's definitely things that we, if this went under like an investigation, like if in the case that um, let's say like a, like a, a teacher were, were to listen to this, to go through to see if we're like on task and like doing the project well. And if they were to hear something that they wouldn't want, like they, they don't come, they don't come to agreement with, or they think that is going against like cast rules then that is then and then they tell us like delete the episode or something then i feel like that's like a definitely a limitation and that is what i'm talking about that sort of limitation where sometimes we feel held back from our voice which is why it's important that we don't that we we, we come over, overcome this hurdle and uh, voice our opinion you very guys, well sir did you guys very nice. yeah of course that was very well put together i strongly believe that yeah. what you're saying is absolutely nice so I think that um, I think Alex and Nathan can both attest to this. Once we finish the pro- the once we finish the podcast for our cast um, project, we will be moving on to more sensitive topics, uh, topics that we enjoy, and just goofing around and uh, going back to the the format that we used to enjoy uh, in the summer when there's more freedom. Yes, and less authority. Would you yeah. agree, Alex and Nathan? Yes, Alex. Hello. Of course. <laughs> all right any uh any concluding thoughts i just went on a massive tangent what was the time oh we we did another 20 minutes so we can wrap it up yeah yeah okay so any any uh, concluding thoughts guys before we finish uh other than check our past podcast and our podcast to come nah 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 it's all right yeah yo you know um Actually, our first couple podcasts were popping and then slowly our views started declining. So if you want to help us out and uh, feed us for lunch tomorrow, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we need our lunch money. Yeah, I feel like if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the past episodes, they're pretty valuable in like what we have to say. And not just saying that because we're like pretentious <laughs> because we, <laughs> we want to seem like our opinions are better. But I feel like what we have to say is pretty important. And it's really interesting to see what your peers are saying. Uh, I feel like we're, we're all pretty like-minded. Uh, yeah. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to Nathan and Alex for taking over this episode. They brought some very, very insightful information and I love their personal connections. I would give them a 11 out of 10. Definitely would recommend and listen to <laughs> Well, yeah, thank you for listening and we'll uh, catch you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.